It's six o'clock. We're here at Mutiny Radio. It's time for the joke workshop here every Monday on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. All right, uh, we've got a full list tonight of comics, and uh, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun when everybody uh, comes in. Uh, so yeah, the way the joke workshop works is that comedians get four minute sets at three minutes. You hear a horn. I usually try to do it on a punchline. And then we do comments. We do four minutes. I take notes. I invite you to also take notes. It's really helpful uh, because you want to be specific, you know, when you give compliments or tell people how to improve or um, all that wonderful critique stuff. Uh, Remember when you're feeding someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice fluffy toasted brioche bun on top and uh, some mayonnaise maybe. And then, you know, the meat in the middle. All right. So uh, our first comedian actually is not going to get comments. She just wants to do her set. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to see her on the street corner coming up on. <laughs> I'm so excited about that show. It's in, it's in the Castro on the street. Uh, anyways, put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can't see me, but the first thing everyone, anyone sees about me... Uh, when you're not on the radio, is that I'm old. And I hate that. I argued to say that old precedes female because we say old lady, not lady old. Unless it's in Spanish and then it's senora mejor. But at what point does race come into it? When do we say white? Is it before lady or after? Before old or after? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? which brings up to mind LOL, which stands for little old lady. You didn't know that, but it does. And an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? All right, I'm trying, working on that one. Speaking of old, remember cassette tapes? These were shiny on one side, skinny brown tapes inside of a plastic thingy that you stuck in the machine, and then it played music, or someone singing, or it gave you advice. Like, don't get up to write at 4 a.m. after you've had chicken soup and Irish coffee for dinner, because it's going to come up with some pretty strange shit. <laughs> like this joke. How do cassette tapes work? How does anything work? I'm talking technology, people. Telephones, computers, airplanes. I don't know this shit. (laughs) I know how to make a laugh. Ha, ha, ha. That's what I understand. But if it were not for Edison's imagination, we'd be sitting in the dark right now. In the dark. If it weren't for... Hello. If it weren't for Alexander Graham Bell, we would have nothing for our hands to do, and we we, we wouldn't know who Steve Jobs were, and we wouldn't have nothing for our thumbs to do, and no way to tell anyone we're running late to Cousin Barry's bar mitzvah. No bus in sight. There isn't a bona fide joke there. I just think that we've done a a tremendous amount of work there. And uh, we'll leave that at that. Why do we have pot bellies? Are they God's... Joke on us when we turn middle, hit middle age. Here you go. You're 50. How's about a pot belly for you? Hold this from now on. No, a little lower. Which brings to mind God is old as a dirt, so God must have a pot belly. 
I don't know about you, but I quite like the idea of seeing God run around with a little tummy. Can't you just see him now tripping down the aisle in the grocery store? Where do they keep the pickles? Oh, shit, I forgot the rest of it. Hang on. Oh, no, I forgot the rest of that. All right. So I'm white. <laughs> I could have been a different color. The options were endless. But somebody had to grow up in a white dysfunctional home. Picture it, small town New Jersey, middle class white, young neurotic couple about to have their second child. Names already picked out. Lauren, if it's a girl, if it's a boy, Lauren. <laughs> Nearby, a bunch of baby boomer souls hanging out waiting to be born. This time I want more money. This time I want more sex. And not one of those fuckers had the courage to choose my parents and become white, Jewish, anorexic, OCD with suicidal tendencies, lesbian, allergic to cilantro. Yeah, I can kiss Mexican food, adios. And a comedian. I did this for you people. Where's my parade? <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thanks, Pam. Yay, Laura Crow. Yay. I grieve for your sickness with cilantro i'm sorry i love cilantro so much yeah it's like better than lettuce it's like flavorful lettuce on a sandwich uh yay your next comedian he's on the wait list and he showed up early and on time so here he goes everybody put your hands together for kyle morrissey i have nothing better to do yes all right uh, matt you're interrupting my set um, fuck. I, uh, I, you guys know, um, Facebook memories. Have you, for the, who here like uses, uses Facebook? Cause I only use it for when I sign up for this. Yeah. You know, you know, memories. Oh, well, this isn't for you. Uh, this is not, <laughs> oh, I hate memories. It's yeah. It's the most condescending feature ever added on any social media ever. I can't imagine why you would like it unless things used to be better for you. I, I like, <laughs> maybe things have just gotten shittier for you since 2012, but uh, I gotta deal with all these photos now. Facebook is reminding me of all these photos where I'm blacked out. And it's like Facebook can't even take the hint. I didn't want the memories to begin with, clearly. <laughs> It it sucks, like it's as it's as if Facebook is like, hey, remember that time in college where you got so drunk that you started crying, and then admitted to your best friend's girlfriend that you were also in love with her, and he thought it was so pathetic that he took a photo of it. Well, guess what? We fixed that. <laughs> Here you go. Um, I ran into, uh, I ran into my ex-girlfriend. I, I was with my fiance and I ran into my ex-girlfriend and I, I it, this, it was really awkward cause I only have one ex. Like I, it's not an ex, it's the ex. And we ran into her outside of the Taco-licious and, uh, you know, I, I got it. I think I think just because the odds of it happening were so low that that's why it sucked so much. Like, I remember reading an article in Ripley's Believe It or Not that was like, hey, did you know in the early 1900s, 
There were only two automobiles in the entire state of Ohio, but they still managed to crash into each other. Can you believe it? And I was like, I can, Ripley. I actually can. Did the automobiles start talking shit about each other too uh, after they both drove off? Because that's what my automobile started. She asked me why I thought the uh, original automobile was so, you know, what did I see in her? What? <laughs> she was an automatic, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're a stick shift, babe. You're... <laughs> You take a little bit more getting used to, but once you got the hang of it, you're more worth it. But uh, when you're 17 and automatic, it, you're driving that thing everywhere, okay? You're driving it to the city. You're driving it to the beach, all right? You get what I'm saying, bitch? Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I think uh, the uh, drug education that w I got as a kid was really bad. Because first of all, the name of the program was D.A.R.E., which just sounds like a dare, you know, <laughs> like to do drugs. Um, and it was stupid. Did, did anyone else here have dare? Do you remember dare with the cop? They brought in a cop and it didn't work at all. Because um, for us, you know, we're in like second grade and out of nowhere, it's like a Tuesday morning and out of nowhere, this giant cop, like fully armed, like riot shield, just walks into the classroom unannounced and is like, you guys better not be doing drugs in here. And I swear to, swear to God, the teacher goes, oh no, I had this scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, and so, <laughs> so the cop just left and we were all, and because of that, I did drugs. I, I did drugs because of that. Um, I wish they had a better education on drugs. The thing that we would learn about acid is that you learned you turned into a giant glass of orange juice. Uh, that was not my experience with acid. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I had a show on television called Psych. It was my favorite show. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember Psych? It was on CBS. It was a comedy. I never laughed so hard at anything in my life. When I was a senior in high school, and then my freshman year of college, one time I tried acid, and then I never laughed at that show again. That's that's my experience with acid. Was just being like trying to watch a cable television show afterwards and being like, "Nah, this isn't doing it for me anymore." That's 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 dr drugs, everybody. If a cop had come into my classroom in second grade and been like, "Hey, uh, if you guys like Steven's Universe, don't do mescaline," be like, "Dude, someone take that guy's gun." Okay, all right, I, I ran my time. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, everyone. He, he doesn't know what four minutes feels like. Yay. It's okay. He doesn't know what 10 minutes feels like either. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. We were just, we were on either does Orion Levine. Both of you. You did 12 minutes the other night. I was like, he doesn't see the light. He doesn't see the light. I told him, I was like, you don't, he doesn't see the light. And then he's like, you see the light. And I was like, yeah, anyway. It was, anyways, I'm just saying. Uh, your next comedian isn't here. So Amy Stringer. <laughs> Hello. Uh, drugs are fun. <laughs> yeah, let's give it up for drugs. Uh, yeah, woo, thanks. Um, I, since I've been here, I, I feel like I've really expanded my drug repertoire. Um, before, before I moved to California, I was just, um, I had I've just been doing like, you know, alcohol and, and weed. Um, I'd really gotten my 10,000 hours in with those. But um, I, I hear I've, um, I've tried acid twice and shrooms twice. 
And yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And um, the shrooms were especially memorable. Uh, the first time I did shrooms, I was at this secret dorm party in the mission. And um, I wasn't even planning on doing shrooms, just like five minutes into the party, I was you know, stuffing them in my mouth in the bathroom with a stranger. And um, I, was in, I was in the bathroom and I saw this gorgeous woman um, you know, she was, she just had this like long flowing curly hair and bedazzled face. And, um, you know, I, I have, I had always presumed myself straight, but I just walked right up to her and I said, can I kiss you? And she said, sure. And yeah. And yeah, if, if anyone, if anyone hears into women, <laughs> I get it. Our lips are so soft. <laughs> I feel like I, I felt like I had been transported back to the womb. So wet and warm. Um, the second time I did shrooms, I was at a DNA lounge. Ooh, yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I was just like dancing, and all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me who I don't know and just starts dancing with me. And he kind of like sweeps me off my off my feet. He knew how to lead, so I immediately started calling him my husband. Um, <laughs> and I also started flashing his friends because um, I like to keep it classy. <laughs> and uh, and I also chipped a tooth. Um, I didn't merit any anything to chip a, to, to for my chipped tooth. It, I just have an old chipped tooth, and it uh, decided to rechip itself that night. Um, and so I was, you know, I, at one point, me and my husband go outside um, to to have a little alone time. And at some point, we're like, you know, in a corner making out or whatever. And at some point, he he like breaks off, and he's like, "You want my dick?" And I was like, "Let me tell you something, husband." I never, ever, ever need to see a dick, ever. <laughs> I wish there were more women here. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it, it, might, it will feel amazing inside me later, but I never need to see, you know, I, 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 can, get a, I can get a dick anytime I want, husband, anyone, anywhere, blah, 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 blah. And I'm mid-sentence and he just walks off and leaves. <laughs> and so there I am, you know, on the street, um, on shrooms, toothless, abandoned by my husband. <laughs> and I, I just, I think to myself, maybe I should try dating women. Thank you. <laughs> Amy, everybody. Oh, you get, do you want comments? Yeah, okay, so you stay up there. There's a microphone over there. Um, yay, Amy Stringer, yay. Um, drug stories are always hard. I think, but I thought that that there was a super surprising twist with the lesbian moment, totally unexpected. I didn't know where you were going with it. And then I was like, oh, okay, that works. Um, and then I want to know, like, what about the dick do you not want to see? Like, is it that it's his and you're married or is it just any no, just dick? Like is any. it all dick? Yeah. <laughs> is it like the, like, it's just, you know, like, like, I feel like a, a lot of guys want to send dick pics. Like sure. it's like part of their nature to like want to send them. Yes. And I feel like it's part of 
at least my nature to not ever want to see a dick pic right you just don't want to receive yeah. so maybe there's something about sending and receiving and yeah. something because there there's and there's there's got to be something like something weird or gross or different like that's going to be your punch on that it's like it's like why is it unusual that you don't want to see but that's the thing i'm interested in. is it because it's his dick and he's your husband or <laughs> or is it just any dick and then if it's any dick why yeah yeah just because it's so ubiquitous or is there something more strange or gross, <laughs> or gross yeah right or like and why are they no, gross they're looking? beautiful or they're beautiful like yeah i mean you know something like that okay go ahead well yeah i had a similar kind of thoughts about it. I mean, it's not super clear what the what the point of that particular part is. I'm mm -hmm. sort of searching for like what exactly you mean. Mm -hmm. So I think just making that a little clearer in the, uh, I guess something like, um, the last dick I want to see at a party is my husband's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, you, you keep going with the husband thing and so it's sort of like, oh, you, you make the boring part of being husband and wife, bring it into it suddenly. Mm. You got there, you know, you met him in five minutes, he's your husband. 15 minutes later, ugh, my husband. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, uh, mm -hmm. and husband and wife, they don't make out at parties, that's for sure. Yeah. So that's not something that happens. So I, that's right. one angle I thought of it. Yeah. Anyway. Angle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just the dick's an angled dick or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. My mind's in the gutter. I'm lonely. Uh, other comments? Other comments? All right. Clap wildly, everybody, for Thank Amy Stringer. So Yay. And there's cookies up there, you guys, if anybody's hungry. And there's like iced coffee and stuff um, if you are peckish. All right, we're going to keep going with the comments and all the stuff. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Dan Lewis. Yay! Free cookies, gotta love it. Do love cookies. Cookies are the best baked product, obviously, because we eat the raw product of it. We eat the raw version, you know? No one's ever like, man, I love bread. Sometimes I just eat the dough. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been seeing, I don't keep up with the news. I've been seeing a lot of these, uh, I was seeing a lot of these yellow and blue flags everywhere and on everybody's Facebook profile, and I was like, uh-oh, is there some new sexual orientation I'm supposed to know about? A friend of mine was like, nah, that's for Ukraine. I'm like, ah, thank God, just a war, you know? I don't want it affecting, affecting my life. Speaking of war... Uh, I was thinking about the I was thinking about the Pentagon the other day. It's interesting building the Pentagon because uh, it's the seat of American military power, the brainstem of the Defense Department, and they made it an entirely different shape than every other building from above. If anybody need to find the Pentagon, it's very easy to find and bomb. It's the one with five sides on it. Everything else has four. It's weird, and the middle is empty too. It's almost like a big bullseye. They're kind of like, "Fuck you! Try it. Go ahead, try it." Anyway, so why did they build it like that? And I realized 25% more corner offices. <laughs> That's why. Uh, hate asking people what they do for, I never, I try to not ask people, what do you do for work? I feel like that's a rude question. Because number one, like that's, that's the least favorite part of my life. It's the least favorite part of everybody's life. Like that's, it seems like a rude thing to ask somebody right off the bat. Because you're asking them about the worst part of their life, basically. Like 20% of everyone is like, imagine if 20%, if that, there's like an unemployment rate, the true unemployment rate's like 20%. Imagine if like 20% of everybody was an incel, you know? You wouldn't be like, hey, uh, hey, uh, Bill, what do you do for sex? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I, I don't like the way we, 
sort of lionize work, you know, people are always, I, I never know how to balance things like, like in a relationship, for instance, like people are like, oh yeah, relationships are work. And I've been in relationships before and I don't, whenever I'm told that, I'm like, well, how much am I supposed to, because I just got home from work actually and it's time to work on stuff now. It just seems totally crazy to me. I don't know, like it, it, t try telling like a European guy that relationships are work, you know. They don't want to work on anything over there. They got a 30-hour work week. They take a nap every afternoon. Tell a Spaniard relationship is work. He'd be like, fuck you. They can't even commit to an entree, the Spanish. They like the small plates. They don't want to work on anything. <laughs> Here they come on, and they're like, you're still working on that? No, I don't want to work. I just want to eat. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. I'm Irish. I don't care. I don't think anybody should care. I don't think anybody should care anymore. The Irish, we're not really having a lot of problems like we used to. And so it's time to maybe end the St. Patrick's Day parade. I feel that way about all parades. Any amount of pride that you're trying to do, it has to have a reason. After that, you're just goofing around. I give the gay pride parade about five more years. <laughs> okay? I'm sorry, but that was great. We've accomplished a lot. But everybody in my hillbilly family watches RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag Race so it's over, you guys. It's over. Party is over. No more parade. All right. Fucked up the punchline on that one. <laughs> I wonder about, you know, I was reading about a couple of these uh, college professors that were uh, women that were trying to pass as uh, white. They were trying to pass as black. They're, they're black. They're, huh. they're white women trying to pass as black. And it's weird, like the Rachel Dolezal thing. She was like high up in the AA, uh, NAACP. And no one thought to say anything to this woman or ask her about it. And I always wondered why that is, but I, I realize it's probably because you can't ask women personal questions like that, you know? You can't ask them about their weight or their age. Like, if you think it's dangerous to be like, are you pregnant, try being like, uh, you're not by any chance white, are you? <laughs> then it doesn't go over super well. And it's always women doing this, you know? It's never, it's never the guys. And I think the reason for that is that we're a little too lazy, you know? You can't even get a guy to change his sweatpants every day, let alone his whole fucking race something else but i forgot it thank you thanks dan lewis everyone with a bunch of new material yay gee i uh, the rachel dolezal stuff is uh that's pretty funny i that with that white thing i like that um yeah i like everything you do the only thing i could think of to add would be that when you talk about unemployment and then magically bridge it to being an incel i'm like how did you do that uh -huh. but then you can bring it up again with all that work stuff because you're unemployed Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean, just because you yeah. start talking about work, 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 and you started the whole thought with unemployment. Yeah. You went yeah. unemployment, incel, and then you did work in two different ways. Yeah, it just wasn't, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I'm just I saying. I was just listening. That's smoothly. all. But, yeah. but I just thought it was magical how you got from unemployment to the incel. I was like, it was just so surprising. This pun I had no idea you were going there. I'm like, what the okay. fuck? So good, good stuff. Hey there, Dan. Um, I really love your work, but and I there's been several instances where you've been I feel like you've been mansplaining gayness, uh -huh. and I have to say that I really love hearing a heterosexual man tell me that pride is limited, and that you're telling that to few future audiences. I can't yeah. tell you how excited that misinformation is. <laughs> yeah, and I think That's that good. you might want to consider something. About no, it. no, I get you. I understand. I understand. I mean, part part of the reason is. You know, I don't have really the idea worked out. Part of the reason is to be a little bit, to sort of say something you're sort of not supposed to say, but say it in a, hopefully in a, 
in, a, in an inoffensive way. So it has to be worked out. But it's worth yeah, it's worth thinking. I about. don't and like I appreciate it. I don't like parades either because it always just fucks up. I can't get anywhere. The bus is fucked up. It's like where's the nine bus? I can't find it. It's not on market. It's on this other street, and then I'm yeah, yeah. And, every, and the every, traffic gets every. I couldn't believe that on that that Maybe thing that all the parade. All the traffic that we moved it for white be. people this Saturday, I was like, damn. Anyway. Uh, maybe the, as always, love all your stuff. Uh, maybe the compromise there is like one more step towards the like, in five years, no one's going to care because of quality, so therefore we won't need it. And I think you're kind of going that's, there, but that's I, don't, I don't know. That's the, like yeah, the basic idea of it. Yeah, that's the basic idea of it. And I would hope it would seem more tongue-in-cheek, I think. you know, And then that's kind of the idea, but anyway. Any other comments? Okay, good to. Be, I'm glad I got to. Oh wait, here comes Lauren. Resituated. Woo! I just wanted to say Politically. that uh, I also p- picked up on the work, and you said relationships are work, uh-huh. and then you were talking about the Spanish and that work that tie that again into work, like what you said about um, you don't ask people something about the, what they hate. Does that make sense? Yeah, Tied those could all kind of go work. together. I they me- I meant for them too, but they didn't oh. they didn't really tie together that well. So, you know. And I love the twenty five percent more quarter offices. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Real math. Yeah. Clap your hands together, everybody, you. for Dan Lewis. Yay. All right, your next comedian, uh, another joy and a wonderment. Clap your hands together. Take notes, everybody, for Josh Gotsky. Yay! Oh. Uh, I don't know if you guys all noticed, but my mom changed her profile pic to blue and yellow, so Ukraine wins! The war is over. Uh, every time there's war in the news, my mom always says the same thing. She goes, uh, can you believe that human beings are the only species on Earth who kills each other for any other reason than food. And to this day, I can't tell if she's anti-war or (laughs) pro-cannibalism. Like, I feel like she'd be fine with it if it was like a little less battlefield, a little more buffet. (laughs) She hates Vladimir Putin. Jeffrey Dahmer, eh, he cleared his plate. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm scared to go home for dinner because she's always so proud of her organic, free-range, sloppy Joes. I'm getting kind of worried for Joe. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I hate cannibals. Uh, that's just my, you know, I'm brave for saying it. I, I don't like cannibals, and I, I, I don't like Nazis, neo or otherwise. Hate Nazis. <sighs> Neo-Nazis, it's like we get it, okay? The Matrix was a great movie. But to devote your entire organization to Neo is just... Why? Uh, it's like Agent Smith will not replace us. We get it, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, da, da, da. oh neo neo Nazis. It's it feels lazy, right? It feels like it feels kind of like a straight to DVD action movie sequel. You know, like ne- Nazis two, neo Nazis coming soon. Nazis three, Nazis time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate that one. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 I don't know. Just be be original, right? Like, call yourself the Jew Haters Club or something with like a Z for haters. Just give us something new so that Harrison Ford has someone to fight in Indiana Jones 12. Because we're getting sick of fighting Nazis. Uh, I I, if you guys want to get rid of Nazis, I have the solution. You might call it the final solution, but that'd be in poor taste. 
Um, I have just, just stop calling them Nazis. That's all you have to do, because that's the only thing they have going for them. Nazis is a really cool name. Zs make things cooler. Zigzags are cooler than crisscrosses. ZD is better than pasta, okay? Blaine is a nerd. Zane fucks. The name is all they have going for them. That's not even their full name. Their full name is the National Socialist German Workers Party. Make them call themselves that and see how well their retention rates are. For that one of their rallies and they're like, all right, we hate socialists, we hate everyone who isn't from America. We are the National Socialist German Work. Okay, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> gotta figure that one out. Uh, I don't know. It, it feels weird to me that we gave them a nickname. Like, Nazis is a nickname. We gave them a nickname like they're on our baseball team. You know, like, we're like, hey, great game, Mikey, Johnny, hey, Nazi, great game. Let's hit the showers, boys. And hey, let's keep that rascal Nazi away from the knobs, huh? Uh, all, we, all, we have, all we have to do is stop calling them Nazis. But if we are going to give them a nickname, let's give them an American nickname. Because Nazi is a German nickname. It's from the German word for national, which is like Nazi aller Socialiste, some weird, beautiful word like that. So we take that and we shorten it to Nazi. So in English, we should be taking the word national, shorten it, call them natties, which would make neo-Nazis natty light. <laughs> then all we have to do is call up Alpha Epsilon Pi, because no one kills natty lights like some, no one kills natty lights like some Jewish frat boys. <laughs> all right, that's my time. Thanks, everyone. Yay! Yay, Josh Kotsky. Yay! Super solid and lovely. Uh, you can talk, Matt. Yeah. Quirk. So, uh, the National Socialist Workers. German work. German work. What is that? Nas. Nas. No, right, right, right. But just the initials, like the initial, like most, like CIA is not like the first part of Central. It's the C. So, what is NSGWP? Pronounce that, so you should call him that. Yeah, like, I think you are so brave to have such a fresh take on Nazis. Um, I, I just, I, I, that was so amazing. Um, I have so many smiley faces on things I like. The whole, the Neo joke at first was so lame, and I loved it that you went to a Matrix place. The final solution, like, holy crap, and you just sort of like threw it away, and I was like, wah! Um, the Z material was all super fun. Um, the only thing you could maybe add is um, there was Cyclone Z, I think, is what they killed them with in the showers. Cyclone B. Cyclone B, not Z. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dang it. It's, it they rhyme. Know my, know, my, know my Nazi history, guys. I don't. I don't know enough. But I loved your shower. Again, with the shower joke, it was like... It was like you threw it away, sort of. But it was great because it wasn't like, here's my Nazi joke, but it was it was... You know, but oblique, and I loved it, and it's it's very edgy. But you're still your persona is this nice, friendly, <laughs> like so. Yay! Other any other comments from people? Oh, get a, find a find a microphone. There's one up there. There's one back here on stage. There's a microphone on the little bench. Hi, my name is Edwin. I just wanted to say I thought it was uh, like Pam said, a fresh approach on Nazis. And I thought it was a solid set all around from start to end. I was laughing a lot. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yay! That was a really lovely little compliment. <laughs> right, he basically said you're a Nazi if you don't give him feedback. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. You're, you're on the, you're on the side of Judy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, All right. I thought it was a I thought it was a solid bit. Solid bit. I think because you're Jewish, you can get away with all this shit. Yeah, love the final solution. Loved it. Just so dark. Language is. I'll leave that up to you guys. Uh, all right, everybody, clap wildly. Oh. Clap wildly for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Yay! Okay, so this is an exciting new thing that we're doing, and I'm actually going to ask all the people outside. Can you tell the people outside to come inside? Because I want to. We're going to do this every week, and a different person is going to get a 10-minute set. And we want to respect them because they get a video. And so if we all laugh at their jokes, it could be a really good video. And this is the opportunity for people to show that indeed they can do a 10-minute set. And I'm, I want to like support that with people and give them the opportunity to, you know, do clean tens and practice in front of people. So thank you for all being inside. We're going to start. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. All the way from San Diego, is it? From San Diego, Trevor Sherman! Thank you. So as she said, my name's Trevor, but most of my friends just call me a cunt. (laughs) But you are what you eat, right, gentlemen? No, I'm just kidding, I dick. Anyways. Have y'all ever noticed that the ugliest guys are the ones who are the most homophobic? You know what I'm talking about? Like, they're always like, I don't want him to hit on me. I'm like, relax. You're good, you can free ball it today. Not gonna happen. Any other gays in the room? Yes, thank you. Got that fag energy going on. Uh, No, being gay has actually been really helpful. You know, like, we're really concerned with each other's just attributes, I think is the word to put it. Like, gays are really good about constantly reminding me of the 637 things about myself that aren't perfect. You know, like it really gives me an idea of where I need to focus, you know, because like if you're not in therapy, are you actually gay? You know, and if your therapist is good enough to give you self-esteem, we'll keep that in check. Can't keep that going on. Just moved to San Francisco, you guys. Yeah, thank you. I made my trip to Mecca. Uh, No, but on... On the plane ride here, it was pretty interesting because the flight attendant's coming down with the cart and he was gay, so he was going really fast. And uh, he's coming down, he asked me what I want to drink. I'm like, can I get a coffee? And he's like, yeah, how do you take it? I'm like, okay, how is that relevant? (laughs) Up the ass if you must know, but can I just get cream with that, you know? So. Um, and then I got here. I really wanted to have like the real San Francisco experience, you know, so I went to a bathhouse in Berkeley It's called Steamworks. It's great. And When I checked in I had to show my vaccination card and wear a mask the whole time and I'm like, okay wrong virus to be worried about You know So stupid and then there's also a sign that says that they're hiring and to drop off a resume Okay, what are they looking for on a resume for someone to work at a bathhouse? You know, it's not like they're looking through it being like, no, he doesn't have enough experience with cum. (laughs) Maybe a couple more years. (laughs) Um, I do have lots of experience with it, by the way. Um, Anyhow, 
There are certain things I've been realizing, though, since I moved to San Francisco. Like, the lingo in the gay community is so different. Like, there's this new saying going around. Let me know if you guys have heard it. I love that for you. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that for you. Have you guys heard it before? Oh, so annoying. We say it for anything that happens in your life, but because it's so important and popular, I figure we should practice. So do you want to try saying it for me? Say, I love that for you. See, that kind of sounds like you're surprised that your girl looks really good in some lingerie and it's making you horny. You gotta make it sound a lot more cunty and disingenuous, like, oh my god, I love that for you. So like, I'm like, hey Ian, I got gonorrhea. He's like, oh my god, I love that for you. I'm like, fuck you. So rude. Um, anyone here in a relationship, a committed relationship with someone? Yeah, you? Oh, fuck you. Uh, no, being, it is so hard to find a relationship as a gay man in San Francisco, okay? Like, the only thing that will scare a gay man more than AIDS is commitment. You know? Trying to find a boyfriend has been like a straight man's quest for the clitoris. Just can't find it. No, but I've had to like resort to hookup culture, you know, that's pervasive around here. And every once in a while I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe I should go to a fraternity house and roofie myself. <laughs> I feel like that would work. No, but I've been, you know, hooking up a lot. I woke up one morning actually and I got real excited because I thought I was on my period like every gay. But it turns out I'm just not built to get fucked by black guys. Oh, come on. You all know they're big. Eh. And so anyhow, I go to the doctor to get checked out. And well, first of all, I got to be careful with what I say clearly with this group because everyone's so sensitive. For example, like I used to, we used to call them retarded, but now we say anti-vaxxer. So no, these people are so dumb, you know, like they're walking around being like, I'm not getting that vaccine, I'm not putting up my body, I don't trust what's in it. I'm like, bitch, your husband's right there. You clearly do not care what gets injected in your body. <laughs> so dumb. No. Um, another thing I've noticed too is that like everyone here just does not give a shit about how they look. Like, they just, everyone dresses so casually. And I'm from San Diego and originally Los Angeles and we all take care of how we look. Like I'm in like a designer denim jacket. Uh, and then people here, I see them walking down the shirt and it says that, that, in a shirt that says Old Navy on it. I'm like, why don't you just go announce to the world that you're broke and have no style? You know? <sighs> so much easier. Um, and everyone here is also like really health crazed. Like one of my friends just went on an ayahuasca trip. Do you guys know what that is, ayahuasca? For those of you who don't, it's basically this poison that you go to like the Peruvian mountains to take and it makes you hallucinate and throw up violently. So it's basically just bulimia without the stigma. You know? So I don't understand it though, because like my friend was explaining it to me and I'm like, okay, so if an actress goes and throws up in a restaurant bathroom, she has a problem. But if you go throw up over Machu Picchu, you're woke. I, no sense. And I'm frugal, you know? So I'm not gonna go spend $300 to go throw up all over Mayan ruins when I have an index finger and a toilet at home. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Do y'all remember AIDS? Woo! Yeah, let's clap for AIDS. 
So there's this drug on the market called PrEP that if you take it daily, it makes it so that you can't get AIDS. It's like one magic pill a day to prevent something from ruining your life. Yes, please. It's like birth control because no one wants a kid. Gross. So I go to the doctor to get put on it. And he's like, Trevor, you don't look like you have much sex. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, what? Am I supposed to roll in here and be like, ah, oh, help me. I can't get this dick out of my ass. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go suck a bunch of dick after this. And he's like, Trevor, this isn't a hall pass to go nuts. And I'm like, I'm not going to go nuts. I'm going to blow nuts. <laughs> you know, it's very different. Yeah. So I've been acting like Spider-Man, like catch me shooting my web outside 7-Eleven. <laughs> so no, but I don't... <laughs> And then I also was at the doctor. When I was at the doctor, I was asking him to get put on this drug called finasteride to like make my hair grow back. And he's like, well, Trevor, like, just be careful because it'll make it so that you can't have kids when you grow up, you know, when you get older because it'll reduce your, your whatever. And I'm like, all right, great, double the dose, you know? <laughs> like, no one wants those little brats running around. Um, but like, listen, we're running out of options here. You know, like, abortion's almost off the table, I'm sorry. Uh, only woman in the room, and, or second woman in the room, I'm sorry, three women in the room, four women in the room, I don't know. <laughs> Clearly I'm blind. Like, we used to, I just, I don't get it. Like, we're handling that situation all wrong. What we gotta do is take the Supreme Court justices, put them on a bus, bring them back to my hometown, show them the kids I grew up with, and they'll never question abortion again. Those little fuckers. <laughs> um, Y'all know what Grinder is? Yeah, it's that app for only the most dirty and disgusting gays. So obviously I'm on it. And so I'm on there swiping through, right? And then I'm like, I'm trying to set up my profile like for like the 50th time because I keep deleting it because I say I'm going to be clean. And, um, but really I'm a hoe. So I, I re-download it. I'm setting it up. And this time I notice that there's a section on there that says what you're looking for. And one of the options is networking. <laughs> like for what? My asshole? Like, Hung Daddy's on there with his nipple ring and his tongue out, but he's there for business. <laughs> so, no, I was actually telling one of my friends about that the other day, and he's like, Trevor, are you seriously telling me you've never been to an orgy and gotten a job out of it? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, first of all, I've never been to an orgy. Second of all, is that what we're bragging about now? Like, I would never take a job unless I got herpes with it. So poor. All right. I'm running out of time, so I do have a confession to make. I went to a sperm bank today. Yeah, it was great, because I got real hungry. <laughs> so on that note, my name's Trevor. Trevor Sherman, everyone. Let him hear it. That was great. Yay. Ten minutes. That was awesome. Well, that's how it works, everybody. We're going to do one of those every week. If you want to get that seven, uh, seven spot and get that 10-minute set, just let me know. And uh, your next comedian, he's going to be the last one we're going to give comments on. And then we're just going to go to a four-minute open mic. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Yay! <laughs>
Thank you, everybody. That's so nice of y'all. I feel like life is such an asshole all the fucking time. I make like intentions every Sunday. I'm like, okay, this week, I'm going to take really good care of my body. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to exercise four times. I'm going to get to sleep. And then at work, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to take the money from work. I'm going to invest it. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm taking care of my mind. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to pray. And I just leave all of that there. And then sometime around Monday, 9 o'clock, 9.01, life just comes along and says, oh, hey, are these your plans? Cool. I'm like, why, life? And he's like, that's life. Ha, ha, ha. I feel like you're laughing too hard for the quality of that joke, sir. Um, I recently became pro-choice, which was a big thing for me. Um, I was always on the fence about it. And I'm firmly now pro-choice because I heard a story about a woman who lived in Texas and had to get an abortion for medical reasons. So her doctor, when she was nine months pregnant, sent this woman on an airplane to go to another state where she could get an abortion. And the turbulence going over the Rockies was so bad and she was shaking, she feared that she would have a miscarriage on the plane. So she runs into the bathroom and has to stay there for the rest of the four hour flight, fearing that she's going to have a miscarriage on the plane. And that's the moment in the story where I became pro-choice because I never want a woman to be in that situation, but also because I felt really bad for the other people on the airplane who could not use the bathroom for the rest of that flight. <laughs> Speaking of women's rights, happy uh, Women's Celebration Month, everybody. <laughs> I think that's, I think it, <laughs> okay. Happy Women's Month, everybody. I'm a big supporter, big, uh, you know, big supporter of, you know, Women's Month. I just, I, I have to organize these jokes differently. I, I, I'm aware of this. But I'm a big supporter of, uh, you know, women's history. I'm a total feminist. I just think it's kind of fucked up because March used to be Chevy Truck Month. <laughs> Speaking of cars, um, did you guys see that before the United States cut out Russian oil, BP, Shell, they all like hopped out of Russia? They just cut their ties like, Fah! you guys know how hard it is to make BP oil do soul searching? They were like, yeah, we'll destroy the planet. Ah, you know what? Fuck this joke. Honestly, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> My first girlfriend that I ever broke up with, uh, you know, I, I knew it wasn't going to work out because I was a Catholic and she was lesbian orthodox. <laughs> I was really disappointed with the people who uh, stormed the Capitol on January 6th, um, mainly because nobody played Rage Against the Machine the whole time, and I feel like that was the best opportunity you're ever going to get to play Rage Against the Machine. Um, Am I the only one who, when I go to a Mexican restaurant and they try to charge me $1.75 for chips, I want to tell the person to go fuck themselves? I got a burrito, and then I went up to the cash register. This guy was like, that's $1.75 extra. And I was like, no, 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 no. Chips are free. I did this thing, you know, with the finger and the thumb in the air. 
And this motherfucker acted like it was a real gun. He goes, ah. I was like, all right, put the chips in the bag. Give me a cup of four chata too while you're at it, bitch. <laughs> all right, see you guys later. Dan Britton, everyone. Uh, the abortion plane joke is hilarious because I kept thinking, oh, she wants to have an abortion, but she could have it on the plane. Free abortions, that's lovely. Um, I felt like you were pandering with all that women's history stuff. And uh, the only other, the only thing I would do, you're you're great and brilliant and everything, but just switch the words lesbian and orthodox. So she's an orthodox lesbian, because then you hide the punch. You yeah, you gave it to us. You said lesbian orthodox, and then it's like eh, it's funnier the other way. And then you could put a little break in it too. You give a little breath. Uh, Hillary has something to say. I thought that was all really funny. Um, I felt like when you were going through the like I love history, the women's history or whatever the fuck this month is called, that I kept <laughs> wanting to hear you say I love big vagina for some reason. So or something along those lines. But um, and then yeah, or something something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then I think that might there's I had another thought, but I can't I forgot it so. There was, I loved it, it was great. There was something with the first part with when you talked about that's life, when um, you, there's a tag that you can do when you say that's life, when he, he kicks it. It just, I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's open for something there. Yeah, oh good, there's, oh good, okay. There's that song by Sinatra, that's life. Um, oh, I, I got one for I you. have more thoughts. Oh, go ahead. Uh, on the chips joke, you could also add the fact that the dip is free, but you got to pay for the chips. I don't know how you can add that in there. Yeah, but, uh, that was actually my comment because oh, you know okay. how guacamole is always extra. Yeah. So somehow, like, if you're holding them up, that you'd be like, instead of horchata, because I think that's like a harder thing for people to relate to. But if you'd be like, and I want extra guacamole or something like that. Um, and then the other only other thought was the Rage Against the Machine thing. I don't know if there's a way to work this in, but the irony of the fact that it's like, uh, a lot of people who like like the white rap guys who are fans of it uh, don't they get really upset when they're like I didn't realize that Rage Against the Machine was political because they only like tune into the, like the aggressiveness of it and they're not actually paying attention to the lyrics so I think maybe some people who don't understand Rage Against the Machine as well like would need that context or some something like that do you know what I mean that's it very funny Yay! And isn't their song the "Fuck the Police"? They do the re they do the cover. Rage Against the Machine does a cover of N.W.A.'s "Fuck the Police." You've never heard that? No. It's ba it's badass. Hey Pam, what does N.W.A. stand for again? I can't. I could. It's <laughs> and everyone knows what N.W.A. stands for. My mom got so mad at me when she found that CD when I was a child. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. <laughs> Thank you. All right, that is the end of our comment section so we're just going to do a four minute open mic we'll get everybody in right now your next comedian i'm excited to bring him up on that um april 3rd show as well it's going to be on the street as an art corridor thing with the city and it's going to be at the corner um of noe and castro underneath the lookout and we're going to do comedy on the street in between bands it's going to be really fun on april 3rd all day lauren kratz on that too uh, and put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson! Yay! Oh my god, hello everyone, how are you doing? 
great. Okay, so as as y'all know, my name is Brady. I wasn't always a. People ask me like, how did I first know I was gay? Right? I mean, I know you you probably can't tell from here, right? <laughs> I mean, do I look like a fantastic cocksucker? Probably. Now, how did I first know I was gay? Well. Well, how did my mother find out I was gay more appropriately? It wasn't the fantastically clean room. It wasn't the fact that I was listening to Carol King 24 hours a day. No, it was the fact that she got a call from the school going, um, you have to come pick up your son. I, I got in the car and she's like, <sighs> Brady, what? What did I do? It's like, well, I kissed every boy in the first grade. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that's how, I, that's how my mother knew. That's how she found out. And she said to me, you know, it's really great to be exuberant. It's really great to show people you like them, but you really should always ask for permission first for the consented in the audience. Yeah, growing up, growing up in the 70s wasn't an easy thing. Being named Brady came with certain curses. So being in grammar school, I don't know, do you all call it grammar school, middle school? Or you're in prison for nine years? Do you guys have that prison? You're in for eight together with these bastards? Okay, so these bastards came after me all the time. They, they found a new reason that Brady Bunch was on. I'm like, oh my God, what happened to Brady Bunch today? Brady, what happened to Brady Bunch? What happened to And so I was like, okay, okay, fine. I'm like nine, probably eight. Well, after I've kissed the boys, so I've had a lot to think about. And so they, I asked them, oh, so do you really want to know what happened to Brady Bunch today? Brady, do you really want to know what happened? And so I told them how Alice likes her meat. She likes it kind of dark, heavy. She's not a, she's not, she's not a pescatarian, it turns out. She's, she doesn't like the fish. Found out what really happened with Kitty Carriel Tiger and Kitty Carriel, oh, and Cindy in the doghouse. They never got those stains out. And we found out why Florence Henderson was the queen of Wesson oil. That's actually a fact, too. That really is. It's a thing. And I realized I've been on this, this earth so long, like I just turned 52, and I know I look awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Because all you young people are out here saying, I turned 29. I just turned 29. Oh, that's so sweet. Can you just tell me another mind-blowing fucking thing that you learned when you turned 29? Oh, my God, I'm 29. I learned the sky was blue. It's so awesome. God, you guys are so deep, so woke. Yeah, I've been on this earth so long, and I've sucked so much dick that it begs the existential question. How many miles of cock have I sucked? Now, let's do some math. Um, the average cock is what? Yours is six? Okay, oh, okay, I'm being generous, obviously, so you're welcome. And, ah. Oh. So let's say the average mile, the aver there are 5,240 5, miles, feet in a mile. And I did the math, and I was like, oh, no, 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 108,000. And I realized that's a marathon, 26 miles. And that explains all my cock sucking this weekend. I feel so close to you all, so I want to finish with what I'm calling Filthy Oki, where we take songs we love and we corrupt them and destroy them. So I'm going to sing a little something from Annie. And it goes something like this. Your son'll come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin 
and say tomorrow tomorrow i'll bottom tomorrow it's only a gay away thank you ladies and gentlemen i'm brady hey brady pearson only a gay away yay your next comedian clap keep your hands clapping everybody for jared cena keep it going everybody keep it going come on keep it going how are we doing is this thing sing on okay great I like to be loud because I think it makes up for how short I am. <laughs> yeah, works great sometimes. Mostly scares the shit out of people, but works well when you're performing. You know, it's really useful being loud. Does not work all the time during sex. Uh, you can grunt, you can yell, you can show as much as enthusiasm as you want. You're still likely not going to lead to a better orgasm. The only thing that's going to change is that now your neighbors know how sexually disappointing you are. <laughs> oh, man. I love doing stand-up. been doing this for two months regularly now. Um, it's been a good release because I just got fired. Uh, I want to get so good at stand-up that I can just, like, stand outside with a microphone, gather a large crowd, and, like, incite them. Like, <laughs> like... I want that power. Like, I want to be like the next Donald Trump. And I'm just like him, too. Like, we're both loud, uh, we want attention, and our dicks are pretty small. <laughs> okay, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I actually really did just get fired, and it sucks. I really like that job. But you know what? It was worth it, because, like, I stood up for myself. Someone had to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never complained. I never missed, like, one shift. But apparently if I yell at one little snotty kid, I'm not fit to be a tutor. I have anger issues. What? Because, like, they're younger than me and adorable. I'm supposed to be the bigger person. First off, most 12-year-olds are already fucking bigger than me, all right? They're bigger than me. Like, I am a midget. Like, like if I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheel. And, and like, children don't respect Hot Wheels. Like, they put them in their cavity-filled crooked teeth and, like, throw them across the room. Oh. You know, uh, when I was a tutor, uh, they would not address me as uh, Mr. like the other tutors and teachers, no. They would uh, call me midget, or they would like mistake me for the other kids in the class. Uh, um, yeah, but uh, also, uh, kids are pieces of shit, and we just give them passes because they're adorable. Honestly, since I see them at level height, like they're not adorable. Far from it, all right? Their teeth are barely formed. Uh, they don't know what hygiene is, and they don't know how to read or write. Little dumbasses. <laughs> By that metric, like, homeless people are cute. But, like, we all turn our head whenever, like, they ask for change on the sidewalk. Um, all right, I'm just, um, uh, when I was a kid, I was, like, I was a shitty kid, too. You know, I would always act out, get in trouble, uh, gaslight my mom, and I would always hate my dad for grounding me and uh, hitting me. And honestly, looking back at it, he should have gone farther. He should have beaten the shit out of me, dude. Uh, bad experience. All right, um, thank you, everybody. That's been my time. I'm going to be at the punchline next weekend.
serving drinks. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Jared Cena, everyone. Oh, is everybody okay? I know it's it's um I need my I, the, I need my good um, microphone stand back. Uh, your next comedian. I'm so excited every time you see her clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you, Kathy. What's up, everybody? I'm keeping it short today to spare all of you. Okay? Is that okay, Lauren? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't understand why we can't pet service dogs. Um, I don't even like petting dogs that much, but just the prospect of the me not being able to pet them makes me want to pet them even more. I just don't get it. I've tried to pet a service dog one time, and this lady was like, stop, he's working. Does he know that? Does he know that he's working? Does he get a pension? Does he have health care? I feel like he gets all the accoutrements of being a regular dog minus being rewarded for his job, right? Like, he's got to know he's being a good boy somehow, and if I can't tell him, then who is? You know what I'm saying? Besides, if I pet a blind person's service dog, they're not going to know, right? Like, the dog's not going like to tell him, so I'm going to fucking do it. I'm a rebel. Cool. Uh, I like... Uh, it's always fun for me, this is how boring my life is, but this is a, it's always fun for me when you find a cool movie and, you're, and you get so excited that you're like, oh, you know what would make this movie even more fun? If I get super stoned for it. So I always like overcompensate based on what kind of movie it is. Like I was watching Fifth Element. I'd never seen it before, and that's a movie you got to get stoned for, right? So I get so high, and I'm watching the movie, but the problem is I just start getting so paranoid that I can't even think about the plot, you know? Like I'm trying to follow the characters, but I can't stop thinking like, yeah, maybe you are your parents' least favorite. <laughs> and then I have to like rewind like 15 times. It's like a nightmare. Um, let's see. Oh, I don't like, uh, I hate talking to people. So like the news, everybody's been talking about the news recently because, you know, Russia and Ukraine and everything. And I always talk to people and they're like, oh, you know, I don't even watch the news. I just can't take it. It's too much for me. Like what an asshole kind of perspective. You think you're so like, you think you're so enlightened and you think you're so much like, you're so like, I don't know. You don't want to get fucked up so badly that you don't watch the news. Like, I want you to tell that to the people that are, like, dying on the screen. Like, the amount of people my age that are like, I just can't watch the news. It's not good. I wish I could do what they do to the news to them. You know what I'm saying? I could be like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's too bad for my mental health, okay? There's too much negativity. I don't want to deal with you anymore. All right, that's all I had. Thank you very much, everybody. I, too, will be at the punchline on Sunday, uh, not being able to get in. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ian Langlands, everyone. Let him hear it. Yay. Giving his time back to the room. That's really sweet of you. Your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Newman Shake. Yay. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Woo! Yeah, no, it's fucking horrible. Um, I, yeah, let's talk about Ukraine, because, you know, we're qualified. Um, I, I, think, I think my stance on Ukraine is if you can't point to Ukraine on a map, you need to just shut the fuck up about Ukraine. You know, that's, I don't know. I, I, I have been thinking a lot about, like, getting invaded. And, like, I've, I've realized that, like, um, if somebody like invades America, they need to be like really specific about where they're invading. 
Like, if they invade Ohio, I'm not going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, my life is going to be the exact same. I, um... Thanks, Jared. You always make me feel better. What else? I, uh... I was, um, back in high school, they made us watch this documentary called Super Size Me. Do you guys know that documentary? Yeah, it's a fucking weird documentary, right? Like, this guy eats McDonald's three times a day, every day for a month to prove it's bad for you. And I was like, you could have figured out McDonald's is bad for you by walking inside of a McDonald's, you know? Also, nobody, nobody who eats McDonald's three times a day is expecting their life to get better. You know what I mean? Like nobody's gonna eat that third Big Mac and is like, all right, I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get laid. You know, that's not, that's not what happens. I'll make that work eventually. Um, I know it's the it's Women's History Month, so you know I'm gonna make a joke about that. Um, I uh, no, um, I feel like we have to be honest. Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist. You know what I mean? Cause like she said she was gonna fly over the Atlantic. And then she just didn't. You know, do you know how much ammo that's given me as a guy? Like, it's amazing. Every time my sisters get too ambitious, I'm like, remember Amelia Earhart? <laughs> All right. Um, summer's coming up. I, I, I don't like summer, man. I hate summer because that's when I realize my seasonal depression is just depression. You know, it's just like, it's horrible. I um, got into a hit and run like four days ago. A black BMW hit me, and I realize I'm honestly like cool with it. You know, I'm I'm not mad about the damage because like my Camry wasn't getting me bitches anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not. All right, that's all I want to try. So goodbye, guys. Newman Jake, everyone. Thank you again for giving your time back to the room. Moving right along. Keep your hands clapping, everybody, for Kathy Zhao. That's so gentleman no more. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Cassie Zhao. How is your Monday going? You think I really care? Recently, my best friend told me she's never slept with a black guy. I was like, black lives matter. I don't think she's a racist, uh, but her vagina is. I know this, cause me too. <laughs> no, many people realize that I wear glasses. You know, I started to wear glasses since junior high. Uh, many of my friends thought I was a nerd in school. I was not, cause I watched the porns <laughs> from my dad. Not my dad gave me the porns. Like, I accidentally find them in my parents' bedroom. You know, like 15 years ago in China, there was no porn hub. Uh, there's still no porn hub in China today. Um, but basically, it's like 15 years ago, if you want to watch some high quality porns, uh, my dad had to videotape all the porns into the DVDs we no longer used. And those DVDs are like The Lion Kings, The Little Mermaid, Snow White. All the DVDs my, mo my mo parents gave to me when I was a kid. You know, so one day accidentally I started The Lion King. It's not a lie. It's another lie. 
It's a group of animals making out, right? So that's how you know I got very bad eyesight. Like true story, I'm like 800 degree from watching too much porn from my dad. Yeah, in the dark <laughs> in school. So uh, talking about my glasses and making out. If you wear glasses, you know it's very inconvenient when you make out with someone with your glasses on, right? It's like you kiss someone, you have to, uh, 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 right? <laughs> it's so inconvenient. So the first time I made out with my first boyfriend, I had to throw away my glasses. And then we went to the bed. Here came the problem. As I had very bad eyesight, I cannot tell whether he's hung or not. And I was too shy to ask the questions. Like, can I ask him, hey, are you hung or not? I just cannot tell. So that night, I just felt that something went into a vagina, but I don't know whether it's a big turnip or a small carrot. <laughs> but then the second time, the second time we met, we made out, I took my glasses off, but this time, I didn't throw it away. I put it over my head, like this. I put it over my head, so we start to make out, we start to kiss, and then when he laid me down into the bed, I started to get my glasses back. So at this moment, oh my gosh, I saw everything so clearly. It's not a turnip or a carrot. It's a very ripe avocado. Like very ripe, like expiring tomorrow. <laughs> if I squeeze it, I may get some guacamole. So I just feel like this avocado pushed into my vagina. And after three minutes, only the seed came out. <laughs> yeah, uh, before I left the stage, I, I, I have a poem. I have a poem for Vladimir Putin. Yeah, the title of my poem is called, I want to have a big Russian vagina. I want to have a big Russian vagina so I can tell Putin, don't fuck Ukraine, fuck me. I want to have a big Russian vagina so I can hold all the cluster bombs from Russia in my clitor clutter. I want to have a big Russian vagina so the people in Russia who cannot watch HBO, Disney, or Pornhub, they can watch my vagina with Russian subtitles. I want to have a big Russian vagina so, like, the one as big as Putin's mother so I can put the head of Putin to where he belonged to. Thank you so much. This is Cassie Zhao. Thank you, Ben. Cassie Zhao, everyone. All right. Your next comedian. We're going to get the disco ball down for her, and I don't have any idea what context it will be, but I'm sure it'll be funny. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Hillary Lannon. Yay! Hi, everyone. Um, I'm sorry. You're going to not hear these jokes anymore after this week. Um, but yes, 
My name is Hillary Lannon, and I'm sure you're all expecting a white girl, but I'm not a white girl. I'm an Asian lady. And I have this white girl name because I'm adopted by a middle-class suburban white family. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know if anybody, if they ever get that kind of response, but they definitely don't deserve it. But it's one of those things where when I was born, so I was I lived in an orphanage for the first two years of my life, and then my family, they plucked me out when I was two years old, brought me to Buffalo, New York, and I had a name. It wasn't like I was just like, you know, floating around in limbo. My name was Han Young Kim when I was originally Korean, and basically my mother, she decided to change it to Hillary, and it was changed to Hillary because there was a 70s soap opera star whose name was Hillary, so that was where that came from. And I was, um, it's kind of ironic that they chose Hillary because it's Gaelic and it means happy and cheerful, which, oh, of course that was just going to destine me to a life of like, you know, suicidal ideation and, you know, ongoing depression. But that's a side note. Um, but no, my name was Han Young Kim and my mom changed it because she was worried that I was going to get in a lot of fights when I grew up because she thought that my that when other men called me Hun, that they would basically their girlfriends would get really jealous and then try to beat me up. And I'm like, that is such a weird thought for a two-year-old girl. But <laughs> my mother is very sexually like preoccupied. I mean, she's a real slut. She was married eight times. Um, so that's sort sort of beside the point. But yeah, so you know, they they plucked me out of that Korean, you know, kid factory warehouse and ship me off to the states and so basically I've had this sort of like you know very middle-class suburban upbringing and I did not get my Jewish family that was going to you know give me a bat mitzvah and lots of money for for reciting the Torah and I would learn to do that now if anybody wanted to pay me but I don't I don't think that works for people over 40 right or really people over over 13 um, so so anyway, but the thing about it is that, you know, I feel like because I'm adopted, I have basically the same origin story as Superman. I mean, if you think about it, right, he was sent off to another planet and from Krypton by his well-meaning family and, you know, grew up with good traditional Midwestern white people values. And that's really what happened to me. And then he had, he came like prepackaged with all these, you know, superpowers and then got this really great sense of, um, you know, morality from, from those lovely white people that raised him. And that's pretty much, it's very similar to what happened to me, except for my superpower is just my amazing ability to drink. So basically, you know, I came with this really dense constitution and a really high metabolism so I can drink till the fucking cows come home. And then the thing about it is that my family is Irish Catholic. So, you know, I was raised pretty much six, my dad's you know, dinner was a six pack every night. You know, I remember he was like, here, try this gin and tonic when I was like, you know, five years old. So, so definitely it was basically my origin story was that I, I have become blackout girl. That is my superhero name. And I can drink a bottle of grapefruit flavored vodka in a single night all by myself and make my pants disappear without a trace. And, <laughs> and those are my, my, uh, claims to fame. I don't think I'm rescuing anybody, but maybe just myself when I stop drinking. All right, that's it. Hillary Lannon, everyone. Also note that she's wearing Clark Kent glasses. <laughs> you have you have Clark Kent glasses on. I don't know if you recognize that. Uh, that maybe that's where your superpowers come from. Your next comedian, 
One of my favorite dads on the scene. Put your hands together for Ray Khan. Yay! Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. How's it going? Nice to see you. Congratulate me. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm a granddad. Yeah. Yeah, I recently became a grandfather. Yeah, I don't have any grandkids. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a proud owner of a brand new spanking pair of hearing aids. Yeah, fucking old. That's what's happening. Uh, climb aboard this train, ladies. Climb aboard anytime. Next stop, Asper Cream, Ben Gay, and a four-point cane. Yeah, quad cane for balance. You guys don't know that cane? Cool. All right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad to be out post-pandemic. It feels good. feels good to be out. The whole time during the pandemic, uh, everybody was really worried. Um, I was worried. I was probably the most worried. Uh, people would constantly tell me, Ray, don't touch your face. Don't fucking touch your face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Hell no. Whatever you do, you're going to get the virus, and you're going to get sick, and you're going to die. It's going to be terrible. So you know what happens if you don't touch your face for two years? You know what happens if you don't get any stimulation? Your face becomes an erogenous zone, people. Yeah, yeah, my face is like a virgin bursting at the seams. Yeah, when I was finally allowed to touch my face, I was just like, oh, my God, hey, baby. Oh, my God, where'd you get that bump from? Oh, you mysterious man. <laughs> what are you doing later on tonight? Ooh, hell yeah. You held up for two years mighty fine. Yeah, no worse for the wear. I said, oh, no, no, don't, don't pull away. Don't pull away. Don't pull away. I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. Ah. Yeah, love starved. Hell yeah. Um, my family, uh, I got a family. I got a wife and three kids. They love bananas. You guys like bananas? Anybody like bananas in the house? Yeah. We're a full-on banana family for sure, man. Banana pudding, banana, banana, banana ice cream, bananas and everything. We love bananas, bananas and everything. And so uh, there's a rule in my house. If you decide to go out, if you leave the house for any reason, any reason at all, you go to the DMV, yeah, you better bring home some fucking bananas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you go anywhere, you, the mandate is the bananas have to come home. The Chiquita Conventions, for sure, we call it, for sure. Anyways, so uh, my wife and I were out of personal lubricants. Yeah, KY Jelly. Yeah, yeah, we're out. So I had to go to Target and pick some up. Yeah, I went to Target, picked up some KY Jelly. Couldn't go out there just alone. And I had to also pick up bananas. What else, right? So I had bananas under my one arm. I had KY jelly in my right hand. You think I'm going to the checkout line with that? Fuck no. I'm not seeing a human being with KY jelly and bananas in one arm. No, I'm going to self-checkout. For sure. I'm going to self-checkout. So I go to self-checkout and I'm, and I'm, I, I, I skew, I, I scan the, um, I scan the KY. Beep. No problem. That's the sound it made right there. Yeah, and I go over to the bananas, and there's no sticker on the bananas. There's nothing. There's no stickers on the banana. So how does this story end, you might ask? Yeah, how did this torrid tale end? Yeah, fucking stole some bananas from, from Target, you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, because a man survives. That's right. Hey, thanks. That's my time. Appreciate it. Thanks, fam. Monday night. Break on, everyone. The banana man. A banana hammock. Uh, your next comedian, I would like to see him at Folsom Street Fair in a banana hammock. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Peter Struckmeyer. 
Oh, Ray is so wholesome. You missed a Like a Virgin reference, though. You literally said Like a Virgin and you didn't sing the song. I'm going to Safeway if you need me to pick up some KY and bananas. Hi, everyone. Uh, for those of you who didn't know this about me, I actually moved back to San Francisco during the pandemic. No applause. Eat my motherfucking dick. I left San Francisco for two years and then came back. And I spent that two years in New Hampshire. Yeah. Live free or die. Remember the 1600s? New Hampshire has not changed since then. I paid an electric bill to a state that was like, bitch, we do not have electricity here. But I was very confused when I moved there because when I got there, everyone told me to watch out for the bears. And I am a gay man from San Francisco. So when you tell me to watch out for the bears, I am going to walk into that situation like it is the men's fitness SF locker room. All right, here they are worried about the den of black bears. Here I am looking for the six foot three muscle queen who moisturizes more than he deadlifts. And don't even get me started on how confused I was when it was winter and everyone started talking about how many inches we got last night. Someone said we got three feet. I thought, where do I go for that orgy? But no, in case you're not getting this so far, New Hampshire's not a great state to be gay in, okay? Like, there isn't a gay club for miles up there in the woods. The nearest gay club that there was there was this place called Canada. <laughs> yes, Montreal is a very confusing place if you like to suck dick. Just a lot of turtleneck sweaters and skinny jeans and French. And they're too nice in bed, okay? Like, when I'm being choked, the last thing I want is for you to be like, sorry. <laughs> so, yes, to return to gay civilization, we would have to horse and buggy down to Boston. We heard there was a tea party. We wanted to spill it. And Paul Revere would run through the town being like, the faggots are coming! The faggots are coming! And I was like, just wait till you see the faggots coming on your chest. So we'd show up to the club. And mind you, again, New England, it's 1600s Puritan society still. So we're like in this decrepit barn of a gay club, just like churning butter to try to impress the men there. And you know, the men in the three-cornered hats and the powdered wigs responded quite positively to that gesture. What? Like you haven't looked at a photo of the founding fathers and thought, they're fucking with those outfits, like, this is why the Constitution goes in the order it does, okay? Amendment number one, express yourself freely. Amendment number two, you can have guns. That is because Patrick Henry and Benjamin Franklin did unwanted butt stuff to other people in that room. But you know, the main event wasn't the gay club, it was the witch trial they would have there. Right? We would be in the audience shouting, that's not a witch, that's a drag queen! Don't burn her with your torch and pitchfork, we stand her! And I'll leave you with this. Imagine doing stand-up comedy in middle of nowhere New Hampshire for two years. Yeah, you think it's horrifying here? 
That crowd is the intersection of middle-aged dads and meth. Okay? You would listen to people be like, yeah, I just jerked off with the hand of my dead 12-year-old sister and be like, well, I guess that's the room that we're in. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. I'm leaving you on dead incest jerk-off. Yay! You're so brave. Dead jerk-off incest. You heard it here first here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. <laughs> Proud of that. Your next comedian uh, is, I, I just, we're just going to cleanse the palate right now, everybody. Denise Lee, yay! Yeah, I, I, I'm a palate cleanser. I do not have any jokes about whatever it was. I, I can't even string those words together. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, trying new things today. Um, so... Ooh, not a good start. Uh, so, so I'm Chinese. So I'm Chinese. So I have an English name and a Chinese name, right? So my parents gave me my English name, Denise, and then my parents also gave me my Chinese name, Denise. Okay, they actually just gave me one name, right? Like they named me after a white girl. Like if you just Google Denise Lee, it's just about like this white woman who got murdered in Florida. So it's nice to know that's my legacy that I'm carrying on, you know. Uh, but my parents gave me like an American sounding name because they didn't want like kids at school to be racist towards me. if They knew I had like an Asian name and I was like, they can still see me. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't stop the kids from, you know, making fun of me, okay? Like, everyone at school called me ugly, okay? It was not, not nothing about race or anything at all. I remember uh, uh, in middle school when I was, like, you know, puberty, whatever, uh, I had this friend who was like, Denise, it's really uh, what's on the inside that counts, so, you know, you'll find someone who likes you for, you know, who you are. It's the insight that counts. Now, that being said, you're a total bitch, so maybe work on that a little bit, you know? <laughs> Fix the personality. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going home to Texas this week. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about going back home to Texas. Last time I was home in Texas... I was at an open mic, and there was this male comic who just started, like, mansplaining to me. hate mansplaining. So basically, it was, like, December, and he was trying to explain to me how, uh, because it's actually cold outside, global warming isn't real. Or global warming, yeah, global warming isn't real. And I was just so offended, right? Like, I hate I hate it when people mansplain things to me because, like, so sexist of him because obviously I am smart enough to know that uh, global warming is already fake, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. To be clear, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Just to be very clear, I, I, I realized the tech going back home to Texas part might have uh, thrown a wrench in things. Uh, so my older sister is a lawyer. My older sister is a very successful lawyer. Uh, my parents wanted uh, me to become a lawyer too, but I wanted to be happy. So it was a conflict of interest. Uh, the other day, like I was arguing with my dad about going back to school in the heat of the moment. He was like, Denise, you're never going to be as successful as your sister. I give up on you. And I was just like, 
thank God. All right, finally, I was like, that was a lot of optimism that you were holding out on, you know? I kind of felt like the way they were rooting for me was the same way you root for, like, a baseball team just because you're from, like, the same hometown, but really you're just like, okay, it's time to let that go. Um, But one of my friends was like, that's a terrible thing to say to your child, you know? And I was like, no, you know what? is going on now like there are no expectations anymore like my sister's given them everything they want like now I'm just like an eccentric family pet that comes home every once in a while you know okay I've been Denise thank you Denise Lee the eccentric family pet who wears midriffs yay your next comedian he's been patient all this time put your hands together for Edwin Thank you, thank you. My name is Edwin the Penguin for the uninitiated, which should be everybody. Um, yeah, I'm still new to this whole thing, but I'm enjoying myself. I like to get out and get out of the house because nothing says I'm beating crippling depression than to go out and do stand-up comedy and jump on stage and tell your story to everybody. So, cheers for me. Yeah. I'll tell you guys, incontinence is just a fancy word for shitting yourself. All right. That's all that is. Don't don't think that it's like some weird geography or geology term in continents like you're inside of the terraforming or something like the earth. It's not anything to do with planets or the earth. It's shitting yourself. And I'm blessed with that and erectile dysfunction, which is a weird combo because depending on how I squeeze, I'm either going to get excited or I'm going to shit myself. It could go either way. <laughs> Nothing's worse than you like they, like they say, never trust a fart and nothing's worse when you get it inside your socks and you got to jump into the shower and you got to scrub your feet. You know, it's just takes away all your time that you had, your momentum going trying to get out of the house. It's like, I'm just trying to, I like, I just want to get out of the house some days. It's so frustrating. So yeah, my friends make fun of me because I tell them that I, I repeat my clothes or that I don't shower every day. They're like, Edwin, that's not healthy. And I'm like, well, it is to me like I'm not like I'm in quarantine most of this time. Like, who am I trying to impress? Right. Anyone else with me on the quarantine? Like, it's I'm through with it. Like, I'm done. I'm, I'm getting out of the house one way or the other. And it, I'm serious. Like, it's it's frustrating to know that so many people are still scared of this virus when numbers are plummeting from what I hear. And I don't know. We'll leave that alone. But the point is, it's just it's exciting to be here. And I wanted to thank the crowd for, you know, for everything you guys I saw tonight. Everyone was very funny. So it's really hard to be the last comic of the night. But I'll do my best. Yeah. um, I was going to say, I eat pussy indiscriminately. If she dies, she dies. Honestly, like, I pack a a hard hat and a pail, lunch pail, and I go to town when I get a chance. Like, those opportunities don't come often for me. So when I meet a woman who's interested in cunnilingus, I get all into it, you know, like I, but to be fair, I have had my past where I've, I've fed every letter of the LGBTQIA community. So what does that make me? According to the gays, I'm a stud. So that's who I am. Yeah. Shout out to the gays. You've been very good to me. And the, and the transsexual community has been very positive to me. I love everyone. That's why I'm wearing this rainbow shirt. I bought it on sale at Target after Pride because I wanted to get the discount. I couldn't pay before the pay regular prices. So I said, I'm going on clearance sale. I had to get it on clearance to afford it. But it's been worth it to me because I get a lot of compliments when I wear it. And I'm not gay. So it's like, it's it's always been my, my dream to be recognized for wearing the rainbow. 
for something other than being in that community. So it's really, it's really like positive for me to have uh, this experience of being, you know, on stage and all that. So, but yeah. Anyway, that's been my time. Thank you. Edwin the Penguin, everyone. There he is. His rainbow shirt. Your next comedian. I was so worried about him. I thought that he disappeared. I didn't know what happened. But he's here, and I'm excited. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! Hey, what's up, snowflakes? So, uh, Putin's been fucking up lately, huh? Yeah, man. They'd say he's this big chess player, right? Like, he's thinking five steps ahead, this fucking chess player. So then he goes and, like, arrests a uh, WNBA player for uh, having hashish on her. Uh, I'm not sure that's, like, major chess move. I mean, if you want to get the U.S. government all upset, do you really pick a woman? I'm not done. I mean, if you really want to get the people of America all upset, do you really pick a lesbian woman? Right? And if you really want the government all pissed off, do you pick a black anything to fucking play as a chess piece? Exactly. And if you want to get the rabid sports fans involved, you'd never pick anyone involved in the WNBA. There are sports fans in here. They'll be laughing hysterically because that's fucking... T- I'm, I'm hitting a bullseye over here. But I guess we should look at the bright side, right? At least he's finally enforcing international performance, performance-enhancing drug laws, right? <laughs> right, they get busted for steroids and still compete in the Olympics. We smoke weed and get kicked off the fucking track team. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what that means at all. So anyway, uh, uh, you know, Putin's really fucking up in my in my book, especially because he's making this fucking Zelensky guy a fucking hero. Guy used to be a comedian and now he's a hero. He's not the fucking comedian hero. I'm the comedian hero. <laughs> Pam, you're supposed to be listening to that joke. I, <laughs> old news, I get it, I get it, old news, I'll move on from that shit, so there's a GOP candidate who's running for president, he's so anti-abortion, he's anti, actually still against, you know, even in cases of rape, to the point that he tells his daughters, for real, that if they're going to get raped, they should lay back and enjoy it, and of course, my first question is, excuse me, sir, How often do you tell your daughters to lay back and enjoy it? Hey, man, I didn't fucking... That's his point of view. (laughs) Anyway, I got a call the other day from an unknown number, and I don't know about you, but I would rather pick up Scam Likely than an unknown number. (laughs) For fuck's sakes. Uh, Let's see... uh, Alec Baldwin, after the shooting on his uh, movie set, he is now claiming that he has, like, because of legal contracts he signed, he has an airtight setup. He's untouchable. He takes no responsibility. And I think he's been playing that Saturday Night Live Trump character a little too much. (laughs) 
got into his head just a little smidgy smidge. And even know what rock wool is? No, rock wool. It's the stuff you grow weed in. And for the first time ever in my life, I used it for insulation. Apparently, it's for insulation, and I was growing weed in it for all this time. What the fuck did I know? Uh, so, uh, Elon Musk has challenged Vladimir Putin to a fight over Ukraine. A fist fight, a real fist fight. And the winner takes Ukraine. Typical fucking con man, Musk. Why don't you put up SpaceX instead of someone else's country, right? He's not risking shit. Anyway, uh, nice to see billionaires settling scores like two toddlers fighting over a shiny toy in a sandbox. And uh, if this is how we're doing shit, I'm fucking challenging Mark Zuckerberg to fucking meta. I'll beat the crap out of that nerd. <laughs> I'll call it meta. Yeah. Yay! Matthew Quirk, everyone. The hero of Mutiny Radio. Yeah, now we know the news, and that's good. And that, Now I feel informed. Yeah, now I can go uh, get back into my barrel of whiskey and uh, hide until next week. Coming out for free ice cream days. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Brandon Daly! Oh man, how's everybody doing? Nice to see everybody. Good motherfucking shit. <sighs> Um, I'm ready to go back to Los Angeles. Just to just to just, you know, just kick back and do some more open mics out there. This is a cool dojo here, though. I fuck with this dojo, but I think this is like the only like cool dojo. There's like other spots in LA. Sometimes when I'm in LA, I like to play this game with myself, uh, where I'll walk down the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I'll point at different celebrity stars and guess which one's a devil worshiper. Ah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> like I'm one of those type of niggas. You know what I mean? Like like. I'm the type of nigga that'll watch Space Jam 2 just to see how many uh, Illuminati references are hidden throughout the film. <laughs> seven. So far, I've counted seven. Like, I'm for real. Like, LeBron James is an evil motherfucker, yo. I'm a little stoned. Oh, no, this is the new normal. Y'all, y'all fucking with it? Y'all fucking with this new normal? Everybody in here is vaccinated, I'm assuming, right? Damn. Y'all niggas are gonna die. Nah, I'm playing with you. It's cool. Do what y'all do what y'all do. I'm 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 not vaccinated. I'm not. Um and you know, I hope that's cool with everybody. It's just something something's rotten in the CDC offices with me. I'm sorry. It's just a sign don't trust it. I just don't like the way too how they were like trying to promote it to our community also. You know, they were like having all these black celebrities, you know, do like live recordings of taking the vaccine. You you know what I'm talking about. Like there was this one video of like a famous African-American player, baseball player, Hank Aaron. It's, you know, he did like a live recording taking the vaccine, right? A week or so later, this nigga dies, okay? Like if there was ever a proper time to use the phrase swing and a miss, you know? <laughs> Just fucking around, seeing what works. All right. Um, God, I, I've been working on like my plan B's because that's one thing I, I feel like we all learned something right during this whole COVID pandemic shit. I'm sure we all like took personal journeys and shit. And in my personal journey, I realized I need to work on plan B's because, you know, you never know when shit might go left. And I feel like if 
this comedy shit wasn't to you know go well although i think i'll be fine but if it was not to go well i would be like the most boss ass nigga in the like joke writing room for laffy taffy like i have like some sick ass laffy taffy jokes like my laffy taffy jokes are off the chain bro like like okay i'll check it out uh uh what do you get when you have two lesbians scissoring each other swordfish boom <laughs> Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you another one. Uh, uh, how many Muslim terrorists does it take to hijack an airplane? Allah, get it? Like a lot, anywhere. <laughs> nigga, if you saw that on the back of a Laffy Taffy, your heart would stop, nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Nigga was talking about the news. Nigga was talking about Putin. Uh, I'm sorry, like. He's boring, bro. Like I, like, I miss Donald Trump, for real. Like, I really do. I don't miss what he provided for me as an American. I miss what he provided for me as a comedian. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. Like, a lot of comedians won't go on stage because of, like, the, the social climate right now. But we were all secretly hoping this nigga got another four years. Like, he was, like, an endless fountain of comedic material. He's, like, he, was just, he just kept committing random acts of fuckery. Like, his random act of fuckery to minute ratio was impeccable. It was damn near unmatched. I missed that nigga so much. <laughs> I was just at the TV like, come on, nigga. I need some more material. Come on, t come on, Texas. Come on, Kentucky. You can't even keep up with him after a while. Like, not even the news media can keep up with him. We still don't know. We're tripping off of what Putin and the whole Ukraine thing. We don't even know what was said in that meeting. Does anybody know what was said in that meeting between? Exactly. That's crazy, my nigga. Although I'll say this before I go. I think it would be cool if that meeting with uh, Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin was just done sitting in a room listening to that secret Wu-Tang album because that shit sounds way doper than anything that's actually happening that actually transpired in that meeting. It's like Donald Trump would be like, Putin, 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 listen to me. These Wu-Tang Clan niggas ain't nothing to fuck with, but they got nothing on my nigga Kanye West. Now that man... That man knows how to craft an album, Putin. Now, normally, you know, I don't give a fuck about the lives of Mexicans. But the life of Pablo, I stand behind the life of Pablo. Matter of fact, Mike Pence, call up the head of the ICE. Let him know any Mexicans that catch the name Pablo get a free pair of Yeezys. My favorite joke. <laughs> I love y'all niggas. Y'all have a nice evening. Brandon Daly, everyone. All right, uh, keep clapping for me and my new joke. It's Women's History Month, you guys. Yay. Oh, my God. I'll just say a couple things about women's history, and then I'll talk about dicks in my mouth. I know that's all anybody wants to hear about. Really. Just keep putting feminism back. That's what I want to do. I've decided I'm not actually, I'm not actually a comedian. I'm gonna quit comedy because I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that be fun? Like a pool and a spa. I just, I just want to do my part to like legalize prostitution. <laughs> right? Just no. It's not. Marriage isn't just a really fancy legalization of prostitution. I don't know. I just, I just, you get paid more for it, you know. Anyway, that's going to be fun. Uh, a few things about women's history. 
the way that they used to drown Italian witches when they'd murder the witches in Italy. They'd put them in a bag with a rock and a cat, and then they would drop them in the water, which is, I think, where Let the Cat Out of the Bag came from. <laughs> Who wants to die? How scary is that? Like, we're going to murder a witch and get her scratched up by a cat the whole time whose lungs are tinier, so it's totally going to die before you, and so then you have to die looking through the eyes of a dead cat. This is a nightmare for a witch. We love cats. <laughs> I just can't believe all the demonization of women through the times, you know, like burning witches, drowning witches, like, why do we hate them so much? Just because they live alone in the woods, they love cats and like to bake. Like, why? What's wrong with witches? I love all of these things. I think it's just that the, the men were like, Oh my God, they're okay without us? What's wrong with them? They're a witch! <laughs> it's unnatural! How could they possibly live without our influence telling them what to do in every step of the way? Corsets! I just think that we feminists need to chill the fuck out. We've come a long way, baby. Like, they used to burn us, you know? Oh, you, you inherited land from your father? You must be a witch. Burner, take the land. <laughs> Women wouldn't know how to own anything. Okay, too heavy-handed with the feminism. Also, that's a, one of my favorite things. Don't be heavy-handed. When you beat your wife, you don't want to leave a bruise because then everybody would know. Yeah, da, 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 da. Rule of thumb, right? Everybody loves that when you can beat your wife with a stick as long as it's thinner than your thumb. See, women, we've come a long way. We got to stop our fucking bitching because we could still be in the kitchen. But we still are in the kitchen. It's fine. Women just earn, you know, if we can just value women's labor equally. It's like Marx was the first feminist, you know? And he didn't even know it because he talked about labor and he valued the means of production. And when women go through labor, we're literally the means of production. <laughs> Marx was an accidental feminist. So is Shakespeare. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. I had no idea he knew so much about menopause. Like, dear God, my crotch pot is so hot I can put an egg in there at night and in the morning it's soft boiled. I can leave it until lunch, pull it out, make a deviled egg. Just need a little mayonnaise. But I'm trying to be gross with that. What was that other, there was, there was just that, it was that new witch thing I was trying to run. I do think a lot about witches though, um, just historically. And Oh, this was crazy. And I don't know, I'm just gonna say it out loud because it was weird. I had a dream last night and it was so real. And in the dream, I was trying, I knew where the dead body was and I was worried that it was gonna smell, but I didn't kill the person. I knew where the body was, but all these people were in the room and I was so nervous that they were gonna find that there was the body, that there was the thing. And I was like, like walking over and trying to smell and it felt so real and I'm like and this isn't the first time I've had like the dead body is hidden but I'm not like a murderer what does it mean does anybody know what that means in dream language when you there's you know about a hidden dead body secrets like a skeleton in the closet yeah see that that's why they have those those uh, euphemisms there's never like the dead body in the closet no one ever <laughs> how about the yeah, under the porch how about this one though that I know that would smell wouldn't it um this is a terrible one I think about all the time. People are like, oh, yeah, he really shit the bed. 
oh my God, how many people have actually shit the bed <laughs> for this to be a euphemism that we say all the time? That's terrible. I've never actually shit the bed. But everyone is like, well, geez, you really shit the bed. It's like, well, how did that become? Was shitting the bed like a big thing before? Was like everyone having trouble? Like, was it? Do you remember Olestra from the 80s? It was the oil that wasn't oil and you'd eat it and then it, it caused anal leakage. Do you remember this in the 80s? They're like, you can eat as many chips as you want. Um, good, there's another person here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gaula. Hey, everybody. Uh, how's it going? You ready to go on to your next thing and I'm keeping you? Cool. Um, who worked today? I worked super late today. I just got here. Who else worked at a job? Fuck. You, you did? At like a nine to five? Us. The rest of y'all fucking degenerates. I, I feel like a girl, I'm girl bossing. I'm girl bossing really hard, but I'm like at the level of girl boss where I like don't have time to do my own laundry, but I'm not at the level of girl boss where I can pay someone else to do my laundry. <laughs> so I don't have like any clothes right now. And like my underwear situation is fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you have like a good underwear like laundry system? Yeah, you the the one person who has a nine to five. When do you do your laundry? Yeah. See, <laughs> you buy new just buy new stuff. But I don't have an Amazon account, so where do you buy from? <laughs> but Ross. Okay, I, I will take note because right now I'm struggling. Like, okay, I I feel like every underwear drawer like comes with a warning sign that you're in trouble and I should have seen the warning signs that I was in trouble and I'm gonna run out of underwear. Cause it's like, you have your good undies and then you have your backup pairs that you just should have, like that are too small, but you keep anyway, or like don't absorb liquids properly. I don't know, just like, <laughs> like the wrong fabric for underwear. Like it shouldn't, like the FDA shouldn't have approved, but they did. And you have some of those and you wear them and after a few hours like you smell whatever. So like you have those. And then and then you have like one pair of underwear that you like really shouldn't have anymore. Like you should throw it away, but you keep it, you know? Because it's it's like your uh check engine light for your underwear drawer to let you know <laughs> that that if that's the only option, like you're gonna have no underwear tomorrow. Some of you are just like go commando. I don't have the <laughs> Yes? Look, dude, I don't have, like, the laundry habits to support, like, I can't just clam up a good pair of jeans, you know? Like, I need a barrier. <laughs> uh, but I, I, wore the, I wore the thong, like, three days ago, and um, it was, like, the perfect reminder. It was just, like, a little ping, like, a little Google, what is that, like, a Google... A, a Google alarm, like a, a calendar, like a Google calendar alarm, but like for my asshole. Like, it was just like pinging my ass every seven minutes because it's so uncomfortable and I'm like picking my wedgie like, okay, like I'm going to do my laundry. You have something to tell me. You're like, I have one pair of underwear and I wash them in the sink. Like that is what your face is telling me, but yeah. You're like, what is the luxury of multiple underwear? Fuck you. <laughs> and your multiple underwear privilege. That's... <laughs> what your face is telling me but but I, I I wore those underwear all day and then at midnight I just like peeled them off and didn't didn't do my laundry so then the next day I had to go into the office and I couldn't go commando but I'm a resourceful bitch <laughs> so I found one of those shirts that have the underwear attached do you guys know what those are like a bodysuit body 
oh, adult women who have the like can wear underwear with them call them a bodysuit. But if you don't wear underwear with it, it's just a onesie for a baby who doesn't have time to do their own laundry. So I wore that, and it's a problem because like if you get too excited wearing the onesie, um, uh, you you uh, soil your your outfit. I don't know because it's like wet. I don't know. So, yeah, the snap crotch. It's like when your underwear is your shirt, it's a problem because you can't like get horny or you will destroy your shirt. That's what I was trying to say. Um, so that was yesterday. And then today, um, I didn't do my laundry yet. So today's a, a bathing suit day. And then tomorrow, tomorrow I get a yeast infection. All right. Thanks for this impromptu spot, Pam. Give it up for Pam, and thank you all for sticking around. Kelly Evans is in the house. Did he already go? Absolutely perfect timing. There he is. You're, you're, uh, you're next person. Put your hands together, everybody, for your last comedian of the night, Kelly Evans. Yay, we did it. Hey. I'm so out of breath. Okay, fuck. Hey, what's going on, guys? Holy shit, I cannot breathe. Um, yeah, I got uh, sexually harassed at work. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed it. I had a good time, actually. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, just personally, I just I don't get complimented that often, you know? So it's nice. Anything, really. I mean, she was like, I want to put my tongue between your butt cheeks. I was like, that's, I was like, that's very kind of you to say. That's really... It's really sweet, you know, and uh, I just feel like like old women hit on me way more offensively than any construction worker could ever hit on the things that I've heard said about what. Anyway, very aggressive. I did have sex with her. Anyway, <laughs> I have low standards. Um, actually, I have high standards. She was never mind. Anyway, uh, what else am I going to talk about? Oh, uh, I've been thinking about this lately. I'm a white. Hello, by the way, if you don't know. Um, and I just was realizing that like we identify ourselves so much with the clothes that we wear. We almost like pe like white people have. There's different types of white people, and they define themselves by the every like the. It's like a uniform, really. Do you know what I mean? Some guys like I'm gonna wear eye eyeliner and black fingernail paint and fucking dress black because I feel like. I should have problems, you know, and I don't yet. So, you know, and then like some guys like I got a backwards baseball hat on and a polo shirt and khakis because I want to look like the human version of a roofie pill, you know, like that. Anyway, that's just something. Um, what else? Also, white people, I don't know if you know, all our sports are just methods of transportation. That's it. That's it's just NASCAR, motocross. I mean, mountain climbing is just a really slow one, you know. All right, that's new shit that uh, doesn't, yeah, there's something there. I feel like it. I feel it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, right, that was that's great. Thank you for the clap. I appreciate that. Uh, what else is not new? Oh, uh, I uh, I went out with this woman in Texas, and uh, it was going well, actually. It was like two months in, and you know, she had a lot of my favorite qualities. Um, she was intelligent, which is great. She was very quirky, which I, I like. Uh, she had sex with me, which is probably, that's a critical one for me, honestly. Uh, better than the alternative. What? Sorry, that was a weird way to take it. Uh, 
Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, it was just, it was low hanging fruit. Um, anyway, but then she got really serious one day and she's like, listen, um, I'm very religious and, uh, I love Christ. And if we're going to take this any further, I need you to also be that way. It's like, for me, I ask myself every day, what would Christ do? You know, what would Jesus do? And then I do that. And I thought that was crazy because I was like, I did not know Jesus was in a butt play. You know, that is, you're doing that. We've been doing that a lot, actually. And so I guess I'm Christian now, guys. So hallelujah. All right. Um, do we want to do anything that actually works today? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, what about, all right, this is something I've been playing with. Um, most of you've heard most of the joke. Uh, I didn't hang out with an eight-year-old recently, you know, purely innocent. All right. It's very, nothing to worry about. He just sells me drugs. And, um, anyway, no, it's my, my nephew and, uh, we've been watching his cartoons and they're all like supposed to teach you a lesson now. They're like, there's a point. And I'm like, does there need to be, is that going to be the thing that changes his life? I'm just like, I get it. When you're a kid, you're like, Man, friendship is the only thing that matters, you know, because that's what Care Bears told me. And then you masturbate once and you're like, this is all that matters now. This is it. All right. That's too intense for this room. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great night. Okay. Yay. We did it, everyone. We got everybody in and that was exciting. So thank you all for coming and thanks all for donating to Mutiny Radio and for being here. And we finished on time. It's so great. Um, hey, we'll see you tomorrow at OMG or perhaps Wednesday at Asiento or Thursday at Bar at Dolores with guest host Peter Struckmeyer. Um, there's also a free show at um, SF Standard down the street from here. There's going to be free food and drink and it's going to be really fun. And um, Lauren, everybody clap it up for her and her Alyssa Strada. She's going to be going to New Orleans this week and she's going to kill it. <laughs> So Lauren's going to be in New Orleans being at a comedy festival. She's rad. Thank you all for being here. Good night. Yay. I was just leaving the theater. Cadillac convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I, up here. and I started to do some thinking. And I'm on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total fan of Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip 
up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses.